So, one of the other things, and and uh, when you when you work through teaching and, and think about what you want to share and what's important to share, um, one of the challenges is that your own words can get in the way, your own ideas, and you find yourself rabbit trailing. Mean, you think I rabbit trail badly in here at times? Trust me. And so often I pray, Lord, what do you want shared? What, what am I supposed to be saying here? Not, not what do I think or what do I want, but, but what do you want shared? And, and, and this, what I want to tell you now, is kind of a part two to what we already started. That we give thanks to God. That the depth and the breadth and the richness of our thanksgiving is most affected when our focus is not on ourselves for what we have or want to receive, but it's on Him for who He is. And we give thanks to Him. But there's another aspect of that, and it's something that I did think about that. And it's kind of a rabbit trail from what we'll be talking about on Sunday. And so when I realized I could share it tonight, I got really excited. So rabbit trail with me just for a moment, or turkey trail if you must. But come with me just for a moment, because there is a part B to this. That the idea is that we give thanks to God, but we do give thanks for. See, somehow in the marvelous nature of our awesome Father... Somehow, our praising Him does get on us. Our thanking Him does impact us. It changes us. It affects us. Though we might come to Him with completely altruistic motives, wanting it to be all about Him, is there anyone in here who doesn't recognize that when we walk out of this place, we have been blessed. We have been filled up. We have been encouraged. And that's a true dynamic of thanksgiving. And here's the thing I want you to get, and, and I've been processing this myself, and, and I'm so, I don't know, just I, I was really touched by it uh, over the last few weeks. And that is that there is a direct correlation between a thankful heart and a fruitful life. Put another way, the degree to which we are thankful will determine the degree to which we are fruitful. If you want to be more fruitful in your life, then you add thanksgiving. Because the more thankful you are, the more fruitful you become, and I can prove it to you. Galatians 5.22, familiar verse to us, tells us the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The fruit of the Spirit. And when we went through Galatians, we talked about it's the Spirit that develops and, and produces and cultivates that fruit in us. How does that work? Listen, fruitfulness... It equals fulfillment. So while fruitful might still be more of a Christian word than a used used everyday word, you know, unless you live in California. The idea of being fruitful means being fulfilled. It means you're doing what you were made to do. It means you see produce, if you will, in your life. When you look at the life you're living, you can say... I feel good about it. I mean, I have satisfaction in this. Not, not selfish, whoa, look at me, but wow, there's, there are things going on here. And I want you to understand, as I've been grasping, that the more thankful we are, the more fruit is produced. It is a direct correlation. And if you think about it, who would not desire a harvest of love and joy and peace? Is there anyone who wouldn't want more of that? Or who wouldn't want to be able to taste the fruit of patience and kindness and goodness? 
or the produce of faithfulness and gentleness, and yes, even self-control. For as much as people like to talk about partying and being wild and getting out there, no, we want to be in control of ourselves. No one wants to look like an idiot. We want these things. So what does thankfulness have to do with fruitfulness? The thankful heart is rich soil for the Spirit of Christ to cultivate that fruit. As I'm thankful, the fruitfulness begins to happen. Because again, He's the focus. I'm giving thanks to. And because I'm giving thanks to, suddenly I find myself now giving thanks for. And the two must precede the four. Otherwise, my focus is all off. I, I thank God for who He is. And in that thankfulness, it produces fruitfulness. It is an absolute guarantee. Give thanks to. And you will give thanks for. Because there will be fruit being produced. True thanksgiving, as we learn from the Berkeley 100, is not circumstantial. If true thanksgiving is based on how we've been blessed this last year, well then there would be some years where you would not celebrate thanksgiving. Because the circumstances just weren't good. True thanksgiving is not about what I'm thankful for, but again who I am thankful to, and that is Jesus Christ, the Lamb who was slain from the foundation of the world. So let's, let's look at some words of Jesus before we finish this tonight. Turn to John 15 if you have a Bible. John 15. If you don't, again, just listen up. John 15. Where Jesus ties in, I believe, this, this correlation of a thankful heart with a fruitful life. And He says, I am the true vine. You all may know the back story to this or the backdrop. It's Thursday night, the night before His betrayal, or the night of His betrayal, the night before His crucifixion. He's with the eleven. Judas at this point has betrayed Him has left. And as Jesus now travels with the eleven, leaving that upper room, we believe coming out of the temple courts or away from the temple mount itself, looking back up, he could see that huge golden vine that Herod paid for with his own money to put up in the front of the temple. Kind of an homage to Herod. And Jesus says, I am the true vine. And my Father is the vine dresser. And He says, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. Now when we studied that, let me just remind you of this, takes away does not mean He chops you off and throws you into the fire. Because He's talking about branches in Him. So if there's a branch in Him that's not bearing fruit, He, the Greek says, aeiros. Aeiro means literally to trellis or to lift up. Every branch that's not bearing fruit, and this works with a vineyard, if it's not bearing fruit, it's probably because it's down on the ground. So they trellis it, they get it up off the ground, it gets more water, it gets more oxygen, and it begins to bear fruit. That's what Jesus does. He lifts you up so you will bear more fruit. Every branch of me he does not, that does not bear fruit, he, he lifts up, He takes away, it says. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. And that's not that He chops you up. The word prunes is katharos, where we get the word cathartic. You'll see that word again on Sunday. And it means He washes it. And so the vine dresser would wash the vines. 
And as he washed the vines, he would clean them of the filth and the junk, and the water would then seep deeper into the vines and produce even more fruit. This is what Jesus does. And then he says in verse 3, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. How do we do that? Now, the, the brief answer is prayer. You know, abide in him, pray. But for so many, you hear that and you think, well, okay. What does that look like? Or how do I do that? And is, is, is that the Our Father who art in heaven prayer? Well, that's a good place to start. Can I just suggest to you Thanksgiving? Abide in Me. How do I abide in Him? Be thankful. Lift up thanks to Him. Constantly. Continually. Consistently. Because the more thankful I am to Him, again, the more thankful I am for what begins to happen. For the fruit that He begins to produce. Abide in Me, Jesus says, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in Me. I am the vine, and you are the branches. And he who abides in Me and I in him, he bears much fruit, for apart from Me you cannot do anything. No fat. Without Him, no fruit. you got to have the vine to have the fruit. And along comes the Father, the vine dresser, in the Spirit, and begins to lift you up if you're not bearing fruit, or wash you off that you might bear even more fruit. I find that interesting. He, he lifts us up if we're not bearing fruit. If you're having trouble bearing fruit, or you're not seeing fruitfulness in your life, thank God for who He is. Worship Jesus. Lift up in worship and thanksgiving and watch the fruit begin to grow. If anyone does not abide in Me, He says He's thrown away, verse 6, as a branch and dries up. Now He's talking about those who will not abide in Jesus, who reject Jesus, who say, no, I'll do this on My own. Okay, you're going to dry up. And they gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. My friends, those branches who refuse the vine are the same as the dumb sheep who are going to the slaughter. They have no idea. They don't recognize the price that has been paid that would save them for all eternity. And then Jesus says, oh, but if you abide in Me and My words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Because it's His words. I'm thanking Him. I'm thankful to Him. And I'm thankful for what He's doing. And all the words that then begin to flow, they're His words. And verse 8, He finally says, My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be My disciples. It's an amazing cycle of thankfulness and fruitfulness that produces more thankfulness, which produces more fruitfulness. And in there, God is glorified. You know, here's the deal. We come to glorify God. We come to give thanks to Him. As we do, He produces thankful hearts which become fruitful hearts which in turn glorifies Him even more. And around we go in this wonderful, consistent, continual, not annual, continual thanksgiving. And it works. It works. If you're down... If you're depressed, if you're feeling like you're in a nowhere job, if you're, you're not getting anywhere and you feel like your life is stalled out, thank God. Give thanks to Him. And you will find, in short order, you will be giving thanks for what He has done.
I have some Thanksgiving homework for you, and we're going to worship a little bit more tonight. But your homework is simply this. Over the way, I, the college students hate this. You know, it's Wednesday, and the professor says, you got homework. Well, you got homework. Are you ready? This is a tough one. I encourage you to memorize 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 3a. I thank God. Let's try that together. I thank God. Do you? Let's be thankful. Worship team, come on back up.